hope today. You know, when you have enough hope uh, that you're hopeful in the midst of dark and hard things, in the, in the midst of things that haven't happened, that should happen or have happened that shouldn't have happened, but you have that hope and then you have so much hope uh, that you radiate that. You just become a light to the world. People are drawn to that. You know, it was interesting. I was reading an article about in the midst of the COVID pandemic, the major issue that is facing, especially young people, is just this um, spinning out of of their mental health. Uh, there's depression, there's overdoses, there's suicides, all sorts. There's just addictive behavior. The mental health professions are getting overwhelmed. Literally, they're getting overwhelmed. And people are hurting. And really, I think it's about this issue of hope. And the challenge is it's not that things are so much worse than they have been, but we have so much press in your face that has a spin of hopelessness, of things are so bad and they're getting worse. And, you know, and, and it's interesting because in, in pointing out the bad things, which, you know, right, we live on the same planet, but where there's no hope and there's no solutions, and then we keep on going from bad to worse to worse to worse, well, you know, anybody's going to get depressed. And so hope is a huge thing. And as followers of Christ, we're the ones that are connected with hope that transcends everything else. But we've got to get it in ourselves. And, you know, knowing the struggles, I hear people struggles all the time. I'm like, dang, that's bad. You know, one of my honestly least favorite sayings that people tend to say is that it's all good. And I'm like, no, it's really not all good. (laughs) There are things that are really bad, really bad. um, And it's not all good. But... And this is a big butt. You gotta, you gotta, uh, put your butt in the right place. Uh, Andrew Wilmick always says that, which is brilliant. Um, but we have something that transcends and brings us up higher. We've got a hope that is so sustainable and so sweeping and so redemptive that it transforms everything around it. Uh, you know, I was ministering to someone who was just at this horrible place. I'm like, oh, okay, this is bad. And this, they're like, this is okay. I, yeah, okay, this is bad. <laughs> and the Lord uh, was showing me, it was like um, he was with her in this vast wasteland. It was like the Antarctic or something. And all the seas had been completely frozen over. It was this barren wasteland. But he and her were on this ship and they were literally just gliding through the ice, just gliding through the ice, getting to happier seas, getting to sunshine, getting to the the good things. And he was relentless, but he wasn't going to do it without her. Um, it was just this beautiful, beautiful picture. And God is not going to do it without you. He is redeeming all things. And sometimes where we start to get hopeless is where we 
you know, this is bad. And so it needs to look better like this. Okay. And the truth is God has so many different ways to redeem. And so what is our expectation? And in the midst of things that haven't shown up yet, that are the good things that are the promises, uh, that things that are evil things that have not slackened or maybe have gotten worse. How do we handle ourselves? How do we stay solid? And focused because it was interesting because because um, Jesus's uh, his visage okay uh, it was like he was relaxed but his face was set like flint like we were they were going to go through all this vast wasteland to get to the other side and it reminded me of a vision that I'd had I, there was a season when God was sort of training me about how do you get through hellish things and so he he took me to hell now this is not punishment so nobody freak it was in a vision right and one of those uh visions uh I knew I would just never get out of it I was like aware that this hellish place which was dark and it was just horrible. And like all the passageways would like twist back on themselves. So there was like no way of getting out. Like, it was like zero. I could be eternity in eternity trying to get out and it would not happen. And he was there. And I remember being really annoyed with him <laughs> because he didn't look like he was in a hurry to get me out of hell. I'm like, I'm in hell. You're here get me out of hell. Right. Uh, and he, he just wasn't, I mean, you know, I, the hellish things don't phase God in, in terms of, um, like freaking him out and causing him like, well, we got to do something. Okay. Um, they, they, they phase God because he's compassionate, but there's something that he wants you to know in the midst of whatever hellish place that you're at. Number one, in that place, you and him is deeper than any anything that's come against you. It's like deeper. And one of the things that he had me minister that he ministered to me and he had me minister to this person was like, you know him. You are so much deeper than all this crap that's coming against you. And this was kind of the training that he was training me. This is relatively early as my walk as a believer or however that is. And so as I um was focused on him. I was good. And his face was set like Flint, but he wasn't in this huge hurry. Like hell is not going to bully God. Do something. <laughs> right. Our panic, our desperation does not get God is not the Lord of God. Okay. So God is still Lord in the midst of hell. If I make my bed in the midst of hell, even you were there. Well, he's not there not caring. Okay. That's the accusation. He's not there not doing anything, but he is there saying, oh, honey, I'm deeper. This is you and me together. And the way we conquer hell, the way we conquer the situations that you have is you stick with me. You get so rooted and grounded in me that in hell, heaven, you're experiencing heaven. You're experiencing me. And then I will get you out of the circumstances. But it's this place of you and him that's so much deeper. Uh, and it's the place where your hope is anchored. 
and you can radiate hope. So, um, oh, and I'll just tell you the rest of the vision. So in this vision, and some of you have heard this before, so if you have, just love me anyway, you can hear it, it'll minister to you again. As I focused on uh, like the hell and the surroundings, like Jesus was leading me out, but he wasn't in a big hurry. And then I was, and I started to see all these demons lining, just lining the caverns. And the more I focused on them, like they just overwhelmed me. And it was like, I experienced in all the atoms of my being just exploding in a, a scream, like the Edvard Munch scream, if you ever seen that painting. It's just the scream of hell, of agony, of torment. And it just totally overwhelmed me. The more I looked at all the, and that would be the wind and the waves. That would be the circumstances. That would be the bad report after the bad report after the bad report. Okay. And it's not like we deny, you do not deny them. Like everything's not good. Okay. But we are not focusing and looking at those things to dictate truth that trumps the reality you're experiencing. Okay. So God is truth and he trumps all the stuff that's not in line with him and his good and perfect will. You're not going to find the answer in the problem. And if you're focusing on the problems, it will overwhelm you. Then at some point in this, I had a brainchild. Actually, it was probably Jesus like she's needing help. (laughs) You know, it's interesting. He didn't run back to rescue me, but he did place a thought, Holy Spirit, in my mind. Just catch up with me, Catherine. So I, in this dream slash vision, I, me and all my atoms caught up to Jesus. So even in the midst of this, when every, all these demons were just dogpiling on me and I was in this scream experience, um, I could gather my atoms <laughs> to catch up to Jesus. Now, you know, understand that we're not apart from Jesus, but this is the experiential reality of what we walk out with our, our, our experience with him. As you remain in me and me and you, you'll bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do uh, nothing. Okay. So uh, it's that place of separation where we're alienated in our minds that we get overcome, but it's in our freaking minds. So gather your mind. And catch up to Jesus in your mind. And I did. And so by the time I caught up with Jesus, which was like not very far ahead, right? In my focus, in my mind, in my heart, I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm good. You know, and I kind of was looking around. I got kind of cocky. You want a piece of me? You know what I mean? Because like with Jesus, it's like, who cares where you're at? I mean, you do care. I'm not saying the hell that you're experiencing, you don't care, but you get to a place where, you know what? That's taken care of. My hope is secure. It is inevitable that I get out of this horrific place. So I'm good. So like, you know what? I got Jesus. Okay. End of discussion. And so, um, and so that was kind of that training in that particular time. We had other training sessions, you know? <laughs> Which is good, right? Because if you're with God, you're like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, right? And you know you're going to get out. Like he is bringing you out, but he's not going to be bullied by your circumstances. And he's also not going to be bullied by us where we're accusing him and saying, you know, if you really cared, you wouldn't have let this happen. If you really cared, you'd get me out. You know what I mean? Our freak out does not freak him out. Now he cares because he doesn't want us to suffer. 
But the way we get out is by engaging with him in the suffering and he redeems it and changes the circumstances. So you get everything. But it's this whole place where we are bullied by pain. We're bullied by the cancer. We're bullied by the crap. I'm kicked out of my, my house or, you know, I'm bullied by whatever the bullies are in your life. That, you know, God is like, you know what? Mm, no, you just don't have to be because I'm here before this ever hit you. Uh, so let's talk about this some more. I, I'm talking about hope. I'm talking about your ability to be so filled with it in the midst of all the crap that's not good, that you can radiate hope. Oh my goodness, because you know something. Number one, you know the one who loved you and gave himself up for you. So ding to ding ding. Grace and peace is multiplied through the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord, according as he's already given us everything pertaining to, let me think, think, think. Oh yeah, life and godliness. So if it has to do with your life and you need something good and you need something bad, okay, so he's already taken care of that. And godliness. In other words, wow, I'm acting like an the Antichrist. <laughs> I'm acting, I've got these addictions. I've got these compulsions. I can't forgive. I'm judgmental. I'm and he's got that as well. So pretty much he's got you covered and it's a done deal except for walk. We're walking out the deadness. Okay. So, and, and some of you in, in the place where you've just been beat up and he has compassion on your beat up and I'm sorry about your beat up. Um, but that is temporary. I got news for you. It's called the gospel. It's called good news. Proverbs 13, 12. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. So I run into so many people who come to me with a sick heart. It's just been dragging on. Uh, they've struggled. They've fought the fight of faith and they're just beat up, right? It just goes from bad to worse. And you know what? It matters. Your heart matters. But your feelings don't dictate truth, okay? Your feelings matter. It's the reality you're experiencing, but it does not dictate truth. So it all matters. So you get um, the ministry of truth, which faith is coming through there. And then your feelings matter. And then you get ministry for your feelings. And you get ministry in your body. Like, you get it all. But it may not flow in the way you're thinking, but the way it will flow from is from this relationship of your union with Christ that's already been secured. And he's wild about you. And oh, let me just remind you, love never fails. So in the place where hope deferred has made the heart sick, it's a thing. It's where you're at right now or where you have been. But oh, let's get the butt in the right place, okay? When the desire comes, it is a tree of life. When the desire comes, okay, so you have this heart's desire. I want to be whole. I want to see my loved one whole. I don't want to struggle with poverty and just what that does to the human soul the whole life. I don't want to struggle with an abusive relationship or this addiction or the, this compulsion or this insecurity or this depression or this anxiety or this pick, pick a card, any card, right? When the desire comes, it is a tree of life. Now, let me just tell you something. That's from the Aramaic. It says tree of life. Um, and, and that tree, a tree grows. A tree grows. So it's not just, bam, this is good, 
and it's got life. Bing, there you go. Got it, checked it, nabbed it. No, it is something that grows and bears fruit in and of itself. So it's sustainable and then it multiplies. So you have multiplied life. You have ongoing life and you have life for you and life streaming through you that bears fruit that other people can partake of. This is you and Jesus partnering together. The Passion Translation in Proverbs 13, uh, 12 says, I just love to give just little nuances because these are beautiful. When hope's dream seems to drag on and on, you have a dream, you have a hope, and it just is dragging on and, and you're just feeling um, weary and well-doing, right? The delay can be depressing, Okay, so let's just be honest and let's just bring our feelings to the Lord. Let's bring our experience to the Lord. Let's bring our pain to the Lord. And let's like get our big girl, big boy panties on and try to get past the accusation. And if you're feeling the accusation, you don't care, you don't fulfill your promises, it feels like you're a liar. Well, then do business with the Lord. Like, I forgive you for all that, right? So you got to you gotta come with whatever you got. Okay, that's called authentic. God is into real, authentic relationship. And if that's where you're at, deal with, I mean, not deal with it, but bring it to the Lord. Don't cover it. Don't powder it. Don't whatever. But also don't, you're going to have to hold on your right to be offended with God. Unless you want to be stuck. And then if you just, if you're going to hold on to that, like you didn't come through and I hate you and I'm going to hold on to that. Well, okay. Enjoy the misery, but I'm, I'm telling you, you're going to need to let it go. Uh, if you want, it's not that God is like, well, I'm not going to help you. If you, no, it's just you can't receive from a God who you push away. <laughs> All right. He's not going to jam the answer down your throat. So we, we're, we have to come clean. Okay. Uh, the delay can seem depressing, but when at last your dream comes true, I hear a, a Disney song coming on. Life's sweetness will satisfy your soul. So you get soul ministry as well as the answer. And I'm telling you this place of you and him, once that desire comes through, once the answer comes, once the, um, the, the crisis is ended, having connected with God in the middle of the crisis, you're more rooted and grounded in love. And that's what makes everything meaningful. You know, once the answer comes and there's beautiful things, the circumstances get better. Look back at the things that the Lord had brought you through where the circumstances really got better. Let's just be, you know, uh, humble instead of not holding on to the chip on our shoulder. And when you got through that sweetness, it's not just the answer because there'll be another problem that'll probably pop up. But it's the sweetness of this place of you and him. And then you are so rooted and grounded in love. You get to be stable and you will draw upon that for the rest of, oh, let me think. Oh, eternity. <laughs> right. Okay. Let's go to uh, Romans 15, 13. This is beautiful passion translation. Now may God, the fountain of all hope. I love that. See, God is not just a little dab, a little package. Bam, there you go. No, he's a fountain. It's ongoing. <laughs> Fill you to overflowing with uncontainable joy, baby. You got it going on. And perfect peace as you trust in him. 
So you know what? A good thing to tell yourself is like, I don't know how you're going to pull this off. It is really bad and I feel like crap right now, but I know that one way or the other, it is going to turn out good. How masterful is God at redeeming all things? This is God we're talking about. This is love that never fails. And so you can trust. You can trust someone who loves you and is the ultimate good. And if you're needing healing because you're having a hard time trusting him, that's what needs to happen. But seek him in that place. God, I'm having a hard time trusting you. It feels like you let me down here, 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 and here. And you can list them all off, right? Let him minister to you there because that's where your answer is going to come from. And may the power of Holy Spirit continually surround your life with super abundance, baby. Sorry that the baby is mine. Until you radiate with hope, super abundance. Okay. May the power, this is dunamis power. This is, this is, we're not lacking wattage here. The power of Holy Spirit continually surround your life. Once again, it's a fountain. It's continually, it's like all around you surround your life with his super abundance. Like he's not a little dabble do. He's got it overflowing for you until you radiate. You are lit up like a Christmas tree. You are a light bulb uh, radiating that, radiating hope. And then you have something to offer. You receive and you minister out of what you receive. Why do you think God, I can minister hope is because God's had to minister a lot of hope to me and really crap all of situations just like you've had. Okay. Let's go to Hebrews 6. Uh, I'm going to re- read 6, 11, 18, and 19. <laughs> We're going to skip around. But we long to see you passionately advance until the end and you find your hope fulfilled. Okay, this is my heart for you. This is Paul's heart. Oh, actually, it wasn't Paul. We don't know who the author of Hebrews is. Okay, whoever the Hebrews writer was, speaking to to the, the Jewish uh, Christian church. So passionately advanced, okay? Until you find your hope fulfilled. We get to stand with each other until we find hope fulfilled. Skipping down to verse 18. So, oh my goodness, this is so good. Okay, ready? Okay, so it is impossible for God to lie. He's the truth. So if he says it, it'll, bam, there it is. <laughs> All right. For we know that his promise and his vow will never change. You know, as much as the contradiction comes, God just doesn't change his mind. I don't know if you've noticed this about him, but yeah, no, we're going at this. No. Okay. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Okay. Yeah. We're still doing it this way. Oh yeah. Okay. Now my yes is still my yes. And yeah. Okay. Um, let me help you with that. Amen. And now, oh my goodness. Okay. Get ready. Oh, this is so good. And now we have run into his heart to hide ourselves in his faithfulness. There are times when things are so bad, you just need to run into his heart. That is your life. It's like, oh my gosh, I am getting pelted. I'm getting hammered. I'm getting hit after hit. I need to run into his heart. That's inside you. And no one can stop you, by the way. Just like no one could stop me from collecting my atoms, no demons piled up on right in me in that vision could stop me from running to Jesus, running into his heart uh, to hide in his faithfulness. And in his faithfulness, I'm like, yeah, you want a piece of me, right? (laughs) This is where, and we hide in his faithfulness. Okay, so he's faithful, even when we're faithless. And he can lend us our faith, which works by love that never fails because he never fails. This is where we find his strength and comfort. So we're not like trying to work up our strength. Like when you're tapped out, you're tapped out. 
run into his heart, right? This is why you find his strength and comfort. Oh man, if you've been beat up, you probably need some comfort. For he empowers us to seize what has already been established ahead of time an unshakable hope. You see, he empowers you to seize an unshakable hope and it's already been established ahead of time and he's the one to empower you. So this is not you working it up and trying to confess your way into it. No, if that's what you need to do to help yourself and do that, great. But if you're doing it to try to make something to convince yourself, well, just run into his heart and he'll convince you. He's he's pretty persuasive. We have this certain hope like a strong, unbreakable anchor holding our souls to God himself. So this hope holds our souls to God himself. This is our union with God that's already been established. Our anchor of hope is fastened to the mercy seat in the heavenly realm beyond the sacred threshold. So this has already been established. It's already been established by him in his mercy. We need mercy and we need great. We, and we need grace. And you know what? Let me just say your new mantra. Yeah. Whatever I need, I get it because God is that faithful. Yeah, I need that. Yeah, God will work it out. I need counseling. Yeah, God will work that out. It'll lead me to the person. It'll give me the funds. Uh, if I just need grace to blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I, yep, that'll work out because you get what you need. Why? Because God, he knows. Like, this is not broadside him. Let's go to Hebrews 10, 23, Passion Translation. So now wrap your heart tightly around the hope that lives within us, knowing that God always keeps his promises. Wrap your heart around that because God is faithful. He really does keep his promises. If you haven't seen the promise fulfilled, well, like give it some time. But in the meantime, wrap your heart around that hope. It's like you're in this ship, you and him, you're going through the wasteland. It's cutting through the ice And it is inevitable that you'll get to happier waters. But guess what makes it meaningful is the fact that it's you and him together. It's you and him together in the circumstances. It's you and him together past the circumstances. It's you and him together in the new circumstances that'll come up, good, bad, or indifferent. It's you and him together for eternity. That might be a little bigger than the deal you got going on that you think's maybe taking you out. See, quit looking at the wind and the waves. Quit looking at all the demons and the demonic or whatever you're calling that, okay? Lining the caverns. But look at the one who is the author and the finisher of faith, who's got that hope secured, who anchors you to his hope. Now, these three things remain, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love because love is a person. And love never fails. And he never fails you. I hope that's been a blessing for you today. I am going to um, just promote my book because some of you need some help. So this is Mark by Love. 
You may or may not have heard of it. It's actually really good. <laughs> it's got about 20 years of my experience grappling this stuff out. I've got a lot of my visions in there, but ton of revelation. But what I really, my heart was, my God, you've got to experience this for yourselves. And how do you get there from here? Sometimes we need some help. So after every chapter, I have love encounter breaks because in the place of your hopelessness, you need to encounter love because he's inside you. He's the one who loved you and gave himself up for you. And these are the things that kind of get you unstuck. Like, oh my God, my heart is sick. I'm so angry at God. I'm so hopeless. I, I, you know, you keep on telling me things, God, and then it seems like you don't fulfill them. Or I can't hear you at all. Or whatever your stuckness is, this, this can help you get past it. So I have this in hard copy. It's on Amazon. Uh, I have it on Kindle and I have it in Audible. So however you need it, you got it. And then if you want a free chapter, you can go to my website, katherinetune.com and download chapter six, the object of his passion. That's you. And you can check out to see if it's worth getting the rest, but you'll probably want it because it's really good. And I can say that not because, you know, I'm, I'm not fluffy, buffy, like ugh, whatever, but because it is such an encounter with God. And so, and he, he enabled me to get it down on paper. Um, because I, because I just want to help other people. Man, if I can help you get further, faster, farther, then I had to duke it out. That is like gold. And it's part of my recompense for all the crap I've been through. So there you go. Um, I hope that blesses you. I hope the message blessed you. Share this with someone. And if you haven't, um, liked the podcast, or like written a review, if you could do that, that would just be great because it does help people to be able to like know it's out there. <laughs> so, uh, and share this with people uh, that are needing this. I love you guys. Have an amazing day. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit katherinetoon.com.